Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. We are joined today by Dr. Raphael Fricks of the Veterans Affairs National Artificial Intelligence Institute, or the NAII. Since joining the NAII in 2020, Dr. Fricks has become the lead coordinator of the agency's Artificial Intelligence Tech Sprints, collaborative projects between VA, academia, and the private sector where researchers use large arrays of curated data to find potential applications for both physical and mental health care. Much of this work has centered on predictive care, with artificial intelligence being used to detect potential health concerns such as kidney disease. With the NAII having now established the procedures for running these tech sprints and applying their discoveries, the agency is looking towards broadening the scope of potential topics explored within these collaborative projects to include VA priorities like PTSD treatment and suicide prevention. Dr. Fricks, welcome to the program. Hi, good to be here. So as some starting background for our audience, what is your role at the NAII? And how did your research interests and background in machine learning especially bring you here? Yeah, so I lead the tech sprints for the National Artificial Intelligence Institute, which is the NAII, or we call it the NAI for shorthand. Tech sprints are, are kind of a three-month process where we work with outside companies to on collaborative AI tools. So it's sort of like a hackathon or, or like a, a short challenge where these outside companies have an opportunity to come in, usually access to get some access to unique data sources and work with some VA professionals to develop something that's uh, veteran-centric for uh, the purposes of our care. Now, I got to this position, um, I was originally a BD Step Fellow for the VA, so that's the Big Data Science Training Enhancement Program. We love our acronyms at the VA. Uh, so that's a postdoctoral program for data science that the VA started about five or six years ago at this point. And through the BD Step program, my research was in uh, radiology, so I was applying deep learning methods to radiology for classification, detection, and in medical images. And I, I met Dr. Gil Alterowitz, who's the director for the NIE, and sort of ran some ideas by him. And and he was interested and also had this uh, text sprint thing that they needed to be run, and so invited me to take a shot at it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it sounds like it was really foundational, too, because the NAII was founded in the latter half of 2019, if memory serves. So with these AI tech sprints uh, being, it sounds like a real cornerstone of pushing forward uh, VA's uh, applied uh, artificial intelligence research, it brings me to ask, how are these tech sprints organized and what are their, their general goals? Right. So the, the tech sprint originated uh, from one of uh, Dr. Gil Terowitz's uh, award-winning uh, innovation framework. So the idea is that you know, typically the way government operates, there is a contracting process to bring like a new innovation in to a government agency. And that tends to be very prohibitively lengthy and it causes delays. And, and, and there aren't many companies that can really get through the whole process of becoming a, a contracted federal vendor, essentially. Uh, so, so the idea behind a tech sprint is that we could start working with these companies through like a, a challenge setting much earlier on in the development process, and that allows us to get a feel for like how these companies operate and, and bring a lot of their innovation inwards. And you know, at the same time, it's valuable for these companies that they get access to our expertise and to unique sources of data and guidance. And and through this process, we're able to uh, 
help co-develop the product so that by the time it's closer to the point of contracting, uh, we're already starting with something that's already in line with the needs of the VA, for instance. And so it's, it's been a very successful process for essentially an alternative form for vetting contracts that we're looking to, that we're continuing to replicate and actually other federal agencies will are looking to replicate within their own services, that it brings a lot of new innovation into the federal government and helps us uh, fight with some of these delays and some of these inefficiencies that sometimes lead to these innovations not getting within government. Yeah, it sounds like a really effective way of streamlining that collaboration process and, and making it a much more efficient uh, uh, timeline in a lot of ways, which kind of brings me to my next question. If we're looking at this much more efficient way of collaboration between government and, and private sector, what have been uh, some of the applied research areas that have been explored within the tech sprint so far? What have been like you see the major cornerstones? Well, as you mentioned, the, the National AI Institute, the NIDOC, the NI was uh, founded two years ago, roughly, on November 2019. And so actually it was founded around the, an initial tech sprint. But really, I came on uh, the next year to start this next tech sprint, which we just concluded. And I would say that this uh, most recent tech sprint had kind of a broad base of subjects that we, we gave like a very wide thesis for companies to come in and address. And like it was a very general mission statement of veterans not served by the VA or veterans that are underserved by the VA, essentially. So it was, it, it, there was quite a bit of broad interpretation. And so in this round, we, we managed a, a good number of teams. We had 60 teams that applied for this experience. And within that, we accepted 44 teams. And of those 44 teams, 32 made it all the way through the whole you know three-month ordeal of working back and forth and prototyping this sort of thing. And one of the key findings we had is that uh, I mentioned earlier that Two things teams get out of working in a tech sprint are access to unique data sources and access to VA personnel. And so in this case, we paired every team with a unique subject matter expert from either a related field to what they were proposing or, or maybe an idea that we had, and that person was able to guide them towards a VA use case. So we ended up with, you know, like I would say a, a number of Proposals in suicide prevention, in cancer detection, early cancer screening, in rehabilitation, and sort of like orthopedic work or, or hospital monitoring. And uh, another important category was just imaging in general and patient experiences as well. We had a very broad range of, of results. And, and, and actually, I'm happy that... Uh, we, we just put out a news release of the results of this most recent tech sprint that has a few of the demos even embedded into it. And, and so for that was an official news release through the VA website, and I encourage everybody to go look for it. Yeah, that all sounds incredibly promising, and it sounds like it really takes advantage of the VA's considerable accumulation of curated and organized you know, healthcare and, and patient data that has been a big part of the, uh, the agency's work over the past few years. And it sounds like it's, as you mentioned, it's being applied to both physical but also mental health. That the again, the scope of ac applicability is pretty broad. Is there discussion or, or, or possibility of of these AI tech sprints potentially bringing in expertise or collaboration from other health-focused federal agencies as well, or has this been primarily a uh, or exclusively a VA enterprise? Well, so uh, the VA works closely with, for instance, the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, and. Like we have a collaboration set up with CMS where 
there's a constant um, updating of files on both ends that a lot of veterans also happen to be a lot of Medicaid recipients, you know, especially after a certain age, that tends to happen. We also work closely with DOD. Now, I would say it is a little easier in, in a certain sense to uh, host this internally to the sorts of regulations we have to comply with to, to run one of these sorts of challenges, make it easier to get the approval to, to make this, you know, sort of, in a sense, a single agency operation. But we did have a few projects this time around, like, so for instance, the orthopedic rehabilitation project that we had ended up being quite a collaborative effort with DOD, where the subject matter expert in, uh, that worked with that team is a, a military physician. And, and, you know, orthopedic rehabilitation is both a priority for the VA as well as for the Department of Defense that, you know, it affects active and inactive soldiers alike. Yeah, that's really interesting to see because in my understanding, the VA and DOD have been working very closely on kind of a continuity of care program of ensuring there's kind of a consilience of, of the healthcare process for people who, uh, who, you know, go from service, you know, to the VA and are able to treat, you know, persistent or chronic health conditions that might precede their time uh, as a, a VA patient. And I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because you've mentioned that these text prints or, the, or one of the recent ones really focused on serving potentially underserved veterans or giving special attention to areas of healthcare that you really want to expand and improve the treatment of. And with that as kind of a foundation and the work you've already put together, what kind of initiatives do you think you might focus on or, or potential areas of healthcare you might focus on in uh, future tech sprints? Well, you know, uh, what ended up essentially being a focus area during this tech sprint, I think, would be suicide prevention. That suicide uh, is still a unfortunately high within the veteran population. And so, you know, we've, the VA has done several things, such as set up the veteran crisis hotline, or, you know, like a lot of these patient experiences, sort of innovations that were proposed are to guide veterans towards better resources or, you know, resources that they may qualify for that they just were not aware of before. Our top project, actually, that was identified from the tech sprint was a suicide prevention app where by monitoring, you know, uh, veterans can opt into this app. It will monitor their smartphone usage. And we're looking to pilot this with about 5,000 veterans now in the next year. It will monitor their smartphone usage and try to track patterns of behavior to see if they require additional counseling. So, so we were able to, you know, take and bring a few good innovations for uh, suicide prevention. So now they've been, you know, to some degree vetted. And now uh, the follow-on work of a tech sprint is usually that we want to try to pilot these innovations internally, like with a limited sort of set of patients and, and see if they really work in the field. Uh, some of the future topics that have been of discussion, because we are planning, we're planning to have these tech sprints at least annually, if not more than annually, are in line with, for instance, uh, early cancer detection, and, you know, advanced processing of your medical images. So that's really my, my wheelhouse more so, and I can talk a little bit more about that. So, for instance, if you have a screening image, so you, you go in for maybe like uh, past a certain age, it's, it's recommended that you have a low-dose CT scan uh, screening for lung cancers periodically. So what if we could take that low-dose CT scan and make secondary use of it after the fact? So you come in for a low-dose CT scan, and while that record is sitting on our servers, 
we can apply some AI to it to look for other findings that might be worth checking up on. So you go in looking for lung cancer and we find that there might be, for instance, a, a reason to talk to your cardiologist. And, and so that's, that's the kind of thing that we're, we're thinking about exploring in the future. But, you know, it's, it's a process right now to make patient, to, to make uh, data available for these experts because there's always, you know, a concern with protecting patient privacy anytime we try to uh, share any kind of data. I should also add, though, that uh, since we are looking to make these periodic, if, if there's interest in following on or, or hearing more about future tech sprints, uh, we've been setting up an AI at VA community that's open to anybody outside the VA or anybody within the VA, which you can sign up for at research.va.gov slash NAI, N-A-I-I, is our website. And from there, you can see more information about the tech spread, about our AI VA community, and that would be the first place that we would announce future tech spreads. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like to go over the initiatives you've you've accomplished and are looking towards, it sounds like one of the real strengths of the work you're doing with, with AI and machine learning is a sort of proactive approach to healthcare, where you can more easily detect, you know, potential concern areas, you know, in cases of, of psychiatric health or in uh, warning signs, advanced detection of cancer, it sounds like, because especially with you know, suicide prevention, it, it sounds like the ultimate goal is to really find ways of, of providing uh, in advance critical care to veterans who really need it, you know, before they reach a serious crisis point. So that sounds like you know, kind of a perfect alignment of, of methods with goals there. Well, actually, let me add to that, because in addition to preventative care, like I think preventative care was a good focus for the tech sprint centered on, you know, uh, veterans not served by the VA, because those are the veterans that, you know, maybe they haven't come in for an appointment recently. and. And we'd like to get them back in because we find that, you know, if they have their regular appointments, they have their regular checkups, we can catch these issues a lot earlier. But there were some some innovations that we saw in this round that were not just from, you know, like a detection standpoint, but maybe even personalizing care. And, and you know, I'd go back to that uh, that orthopedic innovation that we saw. The idea there was that it was a, a platform that was, you could, for instance, play with this thing on your tablet, it would connect to your wearables. So, you know, if you have like a, a smartwatch or, you know, they also combined it with uh, sensors that go in your insoles. So like, you know, those Dr. Scholl insoles that you tend to see, it measured sort of a bunch of parameters of patient motion and personalized physical therapy for, you know, uh, for people under orthopedic care or, or PT care doing physical therapy, you know, if they're, if they're getting used to a cane, for instance, and we detect that there's too much pressure in one leg, then we can hopefully prevent a overuse injury if, you know, if the person adjusting to this new prosthetic or, or, or assistance device is, is overusing one side versus another. So, so there's a lot in personalization of medicine as well. And I would say also, you know, like the chatbot innovations that we had are also just pointing you towards new resources or or helping uh, streamline your visit. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because from my understanding that you mentioned the orthopedics uh, care and the specialized orthopedic care, it sounds like VA is focusing very much on, on specialized prosthetics going forward, really, really expanding that. That sounds like a, a really interesting point of unity. And it also sounds like it really dovetails nicely with the VA's focus on just making sure that veterans get the care they need. Because it sounds like in many instances, it's not that VA doesn't have you know talented practitioners and caregivers and physicians, but it sounds like rather finding veterans who really do need that care and ensuring it's it's delivered. Yeah, that's that all sounds just incredibly promising. 
Before we uh, wrap things up, uh, Dr. Fricks, is there anything uh, you would like to add or think our audience really, really should know about the, the VA's uh, tech sprints or the NAII's uh, mission more broadly? You know, uh, the, the tech sprint is one way that we, we execute our mission of trying to bring and keep the VA at the forefront of artificial intelligence to make sure that we're using these newest innovations in, in optimizing veterans' care and in, in reducing waste and in sort of just making our government work better for us in general. I guess the best source for keeping up with the, the happenings of the NIE are the, our, our AI and VA newsletter and our website, which again is research at .va.gov slash NAII. And so from there, uh, you know, our newsletter is published periodically where we have interviews or, or the latest happenings from not only the NIE, but the VA more broadly. We are planning to have future and ongoing tech sprints where we identify new projects and, and also updates from, you know, past innovations that we've discovered through the tech sprint, which there are, you know, dozens that are, are too many to go into in, in the course of, you know, like one, one interview. And, and we do have, you know, like future uh, summits planned, future academic meet and greets or, you know, industry events that uh, we're, we're looking to unveil as we go along and so that's uh one thing and, and yeah that's i think the main thing i would encourage your audience to do is to sign up for our community newsletter yeah absolutely and i'd be happy to uh to broadcast that as well because if there's one thing that i know our audience tends to be really interested in it's of course like the expanding kind of horizons of va care and modernization yeah this all sounds just just wonderful so thank you so much for coming on the program dr fricks thank you for having me HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris and Adam Patterson. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.